0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office YouTube channel. Let's go. It is free agency time. We are finally here. What we're going to do today is a little free agency primer so you know what to expect tomorrow when free agency officially kicks off. We're hearing a few little rumors right now. We had one move to uh, take place with the Miami Heat, but I think so far the NBA has got to be feeling pretty good about how quiet things have been or relatively quiet anyway compared to seasons past, right, Keith?
1: Yeah, I think so. There's no Kemba Walker situation where we you know, would have found out, you know, timing wise, five minutes after the draft ended, if it was the same kind of timing. So yeah, so they're going to be happy about that. But yeah, th- things are starting to leak out. I mean, bit. it's just, it's the reality of some of this stuff is so complex. You, yes, the idea is that things don't start until 6pm on Monday, 6pm mm-hmm. Eastern, yes. that is on Monday. Um, but Teams want to get moving. They want to get going. So teams are going to start, you know, having conversations now and agents and players and everybody else is, you know, kind of doing it. What the NBA doesn't want is – super complex things that involve signing trades and multiple teams and uh, multiple players and all this stuff coming out today or tomorrow because then that gets a little a little messy for them because then it's like all right we can't say we have tampering rules and then selectively enforce them
0: exactly exactly and so that's something that i think the nba has got to be and like you said some stuff is starting to leak out and that's inevitable you have to talk to too many people in order to get anything done in the NBA these days for nothing to leak out, for everyone to stay completely silent. Things will start getting out, but it hasn't been anything like this is official. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. It's been more kind of like, oh, okay, this move might set up for something here, but it's still not set in stone. That type of thing. So I think they've got to be pretty pleased with that. Uh, quick mention, guys, that we've been calling this the summer of the trade for a while. We are anticipating a lot of trades coming up. We already went over uh, a few days ago in our in our complete draft night review uh, some of the trades that happened on draft night and everything that, that took place there. I'm calling this uh, our Snyder Cut because it's two hours long. So if <laughs> if you, if you want to do a deep dive on the draft, make sure you go check out that video right here on the NBA front office YouTube channel. And don't forget, subscribe here as well. Turn on those notifications because we are going to be doing some recaps each night of what happens here in free agency. Uh, but Keith, I guess we should start before we get into general free agency. Let's start with kind of the biggest news so far of the day. And that's the Miami Heat picking up the option on Goran Drogic. But I don't know that that's to keep him. It sounded like it might be to move him in a sign and trade potentially for Kyle Lowry.
1: Yeah, the other thing Miami did was they declined their team option on Andre Iguodala. Yeah. And at first glance you might look at it and say why would you split those? Why why would you not go one way with both of them or go the other way with both of them? And ultimately for Miami, well what they're doing here is Iguodala 15 million, that's just too much. Mm-hmm. No nobody really wants that kind of salary on their books for him. Um He doesn't want to be treated just like a contract either. He wants to, I think, go somewhere. So I think them declining his team option makes sense because now he'll have the free. It's going to be Golden State. Let's just be realistic here. I I, I just tweeted uh, that feels like the lockiest of locks that he's going there either on the minimum or for the tax mm-hmm. MLE. Um, he never wanted to leave there anyway. That was all you know, just driven by finances and all that stuff. So so yeah. But the Dragic one becomes interesting because Miami had they declined his team option and basically wiped the books clean of everybody but Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn, they could have been somewhere between twenty and twenty six million in cap space. Now the guy there, how hot after? As it seems like are a lot of teams is Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that's shy because we're already hearing Lowry can get thirty plus million from New Orleans, maybe Dallas. Yeah. Uh, so if if that's what he wants, Miami needed to get there. So so if you're the Heat, well twenty to twenty six million ain't that. And they didn't have another really kind of logical move to clear and create another 30 million in space. They'd then be down to very few players and and a very, you know, uh, much of a roster to to figure out. (laughs) Mark Stein just tweeted the momentum behind an Arjun Inguidal return to Golden State is bubbling strong already there's there's instant
0: confirmation for you keith right yeah (laughs)
1: right yeah yay for me um for reading tea leaves that you know even the dumbest harry potter student could have read um (laughs) or not harry potter hogwarts student sorry i should get that right my daughter's gonna kill me now Um, Uh, i think it still counts we know what you meant yeah, you know what I meant. But if she heard me say that, she'd be in here, you know, strangling me from behind with my uh, headphone cord. Um, <laughs> That's vital. So, look at that. We 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 we're not even two minutes into the show. We're already off off the rails. That's okay. Um, so yeah. So back to the heat. So now what Miami can do is they can use Dragic's nineteen point four four million dollar mm-hmm. contract in a sign and trade for Kyle Lowry. Now. Alone, that doesn't get you to the the Lowry number because it only gets you to about 24 million. But you had Preston Shachua to that. You had maybe Tyler Hero if it was absolutely necessary, or you had um, uh, Casey Akpala. Uh, Or the other option could be kind of do the Keith Bogans approach where you sign and trade along with Dragic, somebody like Nemanja Bialica and give him, you know, seven, eight million in the first year, followed by two non-guaranteed years. Uh, Basically, you know, hey, here's a bonus to be part of this trade. They can get there. I tweeted if. Kyle Lowry wants Miami. Miami wants Kyle Lowry, and Toronto's willing to play ball. This is going to happen, and they can do all of this now without having to give up any of their other free agent uh, rights on anybody. So not Robinson, not none, not uh, Victor Oladipo, not even Dwayne Dedman. Like they, they can you know hang on to free agent rights, even Trevor Ariza, all of those guys. So so Miami gave themselves some pretty good options by taking this path.
0: Now let's say that this this happens. Uh, Dragic goes to Toronto. Lowry comes to Miami. Are we still looking at this in your mind as a Duncan Robinson or Kendrick Nunn situation, or do you see a scenario where they keep both and then you've got Nunn as your as your backup?
1: Yeah. So let's say you bring in Lowry yeah. uh, for let's just call it thirty million. Let's just try to keep the numbers a little bit round here. I'm um, at the top, so you're probably taking on about five extra million in salary beyond that. They've still got a mile under the hard cap to go. I mean they they are you know really set because this team has almost no salary on their books. The ones that they do have are kind of big. But I know you know right, we have a lot of Lakers cross over here and I know we're gonna get a lot of Lakers fans like then why are the you know Lakers in such a spot? Well the Lakers salaries are all bigger than the biggest Miami salary. Right. And some of them by a good like margin. It. You know, we're talking 10 plus million, 15 plus million. So that's why they are in a different spot. They they're same spot as far as Three, you know, huge salary players and then um, uh, very little behind them. But it's like almost like the Lakers have three hugest salary players and then Miami has three. Big salary players. So so they'd still have a ton of room underneath the hard cap to fill out their roster. And that becomes important because, like you said, you need to resign Duncan Robinson. So that's gonna be a deal that is um, you know, uh he's, he's let's getting say paid. 17 to 20 million. Yeah, yeah, 17 to 20 million, my guess. You know, mm-hmm. Joe Harris plus money um there. Uh then so so you've got to do that. Kendrick Nunn, let's see what happens with him. They'll need some depth for sure. On that team at the point guard spot, but they can also be in play to use the full non-taxpayer mid-level, um, because again they've got all this you know space under the hard cap to play with. So my guess is that could be they they fill it with that. So they're going to have just like the Lakers do a bunch of depth spots to fill out. They've just got some slightly better tools to fill them out with, um, which makes uh, you know all the difference in the world. It's it's almost like the uh, you know the the Heat are positioning themselves to do multiple things now versus had they gone the cap space route it was probably kind of one or two things
0: now let's let's talk real quick because this when we see things like this happen okay the the druggish move we just kind of put the pieces together and we say okay it sounds like they're probably getting louder and by this point look free agency starts tomorrow but teams already have an idea Right, they already have an idea. Things have been said. Right, stuff has been. Well, getting... That would be tampering. Trevor. No, that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Allowed. My my fault. <laughs> they will not contact him until six o'clock tomorrow. You know that's not right. happening. They have no clue. Yes. They just they just try. But let's let's walk down this, this
1: extremely path. complex stuff. Will to come together in a matter of
0: minutes. In just seconds, they'll they'll call him up and they say <laughs> say Hey, Lowry, you in? He says Yes, cool they they've
1: let's you let's use this as a quick primer here yeah we're gonna, we probably would have talked it in the free agency yes uh, primer piece but let's talk here neither trevor nor i gives a crap about tampering no does <laughs> not Tamper a thing away. we care about in the slightest i get it when if it was damian lillard who's under contract for four years that's a little bit of a different story but free agent tampering at this point in the year don't don't care at all. A matter of you know twelve hours or whatever. By the time you watch this, I don't care at all. Nor nor do these teams. Nor really does the NBA. Just don't be super blatant and throw it in everybody's face
0: like the Bucks and Kings did. Exactly, exactly. The tampering rules are in place for a reason, but this time of year, it's almost impossible to put a deal a deal together without. I mean, I guess I'll call it bending the rule. The rules are. I mean, really, they're breaking. But still, uh, so we have a pretty good sense then that the Miami's got to feel confident. Lowry is joining them, but let's say the answer becomes no. Let's say that Lowry says, no, this still isn't a bad move. Because if you're Miami, what's your, your alternative, right? Are you going to go spend big money on a Spencer Dinwiddie? Are you going to go spend big money on a Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul staying where he's at? In those scenarios, if you're going to commit long-term to one of those types of players, I would rather just pay one year for Dragic to stick around for another season and maintain your flexibility moving forward. So even in the event that the Lowry thing doesn't work out, I still think this is a smart move for the Miami Heat. Obviously, I think it does pave the way for Lowry to join them. But if it, if that doesn't work, I still think they put themselves in a good situation here by avoiding paying long term and attaching yourselves to a guy like a Dinwiddie or like a shooter. When I think that they are they're shooting a bit higher than that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what this is is doing. If if for some reason this all doesn't come to pass then it turns into all right we gotta you know f- figure out some stuff here so yeah so they would be um in a in a position to you know kind of kind of do you know we'll a lot of different things you can do lowry you can do lowry and bring in somebody else uh you could do that or if it all falls apart yeah like you said you pivot to the next guy on the list uh it's probably not going to be chris paul right sounds like that's Mm -hmm. you know really firming up that he'll go back to to phoenix but point guard is a is a deep position um what becomes really interesting is so let's say what, I, and I just pulled up our ranking list that, okay. that we went through on another show. So, guys, check those out now, too. Though Those are all still, you know, super valid. There's a couple guys who had unexpected option decisions, but for the most part, you know, go check those out. We did one for each of the five mm-hmm. positions. Um, so, by all means, check those out. So, I just pull, pulled it up. Yeah. So, point guards, our top uh, three point guards are Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley. So... Chris Paul stays with the Suns mm-hmm. is what we're expecting. Conley stays with the Jazz. Again, yes. that's what we're expecting. Kyle Lowry comes off the, the table here to the Heat. Now what do you do if you're the Pelicans? Do you then say, well, let's bring Lonzo back? Do you say, let's transition to Spencer Dinwiddie? Mm-hmm. Do you say, S- forget it, let's play the kids. Let's play Kira Lewis and uh, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Mm-hmm. Um that's where it kind of gets really interesting is taking this guy off the board. If you're Dallas, what's your path now? Are you you know, are you going for Lonzo? Do you try to make a run at him? using your cap space? Are you looking at Spencer Dinwiddie? Are you? Uh, do you just say, well, forget it. We've been kind of playing just with Luke as our point guard, and we'll figure it out beside him with, you know, somebody else anyway. Um, this is now, uh, I think, we've been calling it kind of point guard dominoes. Yeah. Uh, oh. Mark Stein called it point guard roulette. Right. Call it whatever you want. This is the position where it's going to shuffle everything in the league. Um, it'll happen at, like, center in the wing, but we're talking way, way down in the You know, uh, talent levels. Well, we're we're not looking at it at the you know highest level. So, so that's that's where it's going to get really fun, really quick. Here is if Lowry's off the board, going to uh, Miami. There's still a handful of teams that really need a point guard. And what direction are they going to go with that? That that becomes really fun.
0: And again, that first domino to fall, it's going to be Kyle Lowry. Once once the yeah. Once the Lowry decision is in, that's going to open the floodgates. That's where we're going to see a lot of these other moves come through. Or at least once teams find out they're eliminated from the Lowry chase. So say it's Dallas. Once they hear, hey, he's not coming here, then you'll see them turn to their plan B. I think until Lowry has made it clear what he's doing, or at least what he is for sure not doing we're going to be at a little bit of a standstill. I don't think it's going to take long. It's not going to be like Kawhi a few years ago where he took like four or five days or whatever. I think we'll know pretty quickly yeah. what Lowry is yeah. doing and then things will move, uh, move quickly from there. You mentioned the Pelicans. I do think they're in an interesting spot. Do they eventually bring back Lonzo? We've heard Chicago sounds like the likely landing spot for Lonzo Ball. I think that makes a lot of sense for, for both sides for that to be worked out. Uh, and it's possible the Pelicans just say, look, you know, even though they made a move to clear enough space to bring in Lowry, I, look, you, you don't want to force anything. So if that's not there, maybe they do just play the young guys, use your cap space for something else, and uh, and move on. I don't think that they, they need to force uh, a square peg into a round hole here or anything like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that you know, and then I mean, funnily enough, they're not connected with any of these guys. But then you get the Knicks sitting yeah. there yeah. with the most cap space and a do? huge need at point guard. Yeah, that's then that. You know, what's funny, Trevor. I just had that exact. A conversation with about four or five different people this morning yep. and every say in that conversation some person exact phrase you just said what are the knicks gonna do you know it's just kind of kind of sitting out there and the other one that keeps getting brought up is what are the spurs doing yeah like they're they this is not where they usually live right They they're not this kind of team and when they are it's usually They've got a guy lined up. They're going to go get him. It's done. And off we go, like Lamar Ksoldridge was back in the day, and they they do their thing. So, yeah, it is this is where it becomes the teams that have cap space, the guys who are available, it, it gets really hard to predict because we've got some teams that we just don't have a great feel for. Yeah. Normally, you know, if the Lakers have cap space, you connect a, couple stars and off you go right. and it's you know fairly easy to predict um used to be with the knicks you know connect the it, second third level guys yeah. and off to go it and, aging. You know, there it is yeah yeah, yeah exactly the, the yeah, aging agent guy they guys shouldn't come. target
0: that's yeah. that's who they're going to target but that's not the knicks whose anymore. contract
1: yeah whose contract we all hate a weekend yes. and yeah it's yeah exactly so so yeah it, it's really um you know kind of uh kind of you know, fun just to to look at it and say, man, I I don't have a great feel for a lot of this. You know, I mean, as much as yeah, Chris Paul, Mike Conley, I think John Collins, Kawhi Leonard, the the biggest names we expect are all going to stay home. Mm-hmm. But then it gets gets fun right after that with all the next next guys because there's a like gonna be movement
0: within right. that group. So let's let's zoom back a little bit. We're going to zoom back and let's talk about just free agency in general, yeah. right? Because I know we've got a lot of people who have asked us for just education bits and pieces and things like that. So for anybody who's maybe new to free agency, uh, hasn't experienced an NBA free agency before, or or maybe you just kind of forgot how things actually go, because sometimes what happens is, and all the madness and everything flying all over the place, our brains think that things happen in a certain way, and it turns out that they didn't when you actually look deeply at the situation in terms of how quickly things happen, um how things go down. So what what are just some general thoughts on free agency for fans to be aware of as we're watching what we expect to be a pretty busy free agency period unfold?
1: Yeah, so let's keep an eye on today. Uh, There's a handful of player option decisions and team option decisions to still be made. Uh, Most of the qualifying offers to make guys restricted free agents. That's how you keep a player's match rights for any contract that they sign. You make them a qualifying offer. Um, That all has to be done today. Uh, by the end of the day, th- that's going to be done because at midnight the league year changes over. Uh, for we we move, officially move to the twenty twenty one twenty two league year, uh, and then at six p.m. Eastern on Monday, that's when the free agent negotiating window opens. So that's that's when we'll start getting right. Woj we'll, we'll probably already has a couple tweets drafted. I'm guessing it's just uh he, he's got those uh timed out to send out, right? At, you know, 6, uh, 6 p.m. and 2 seconds <laughs> or right. something. So, you know, it's ready to go because it's just, I mean, he's the best, right? So we know. Um, So what what's going to happen is those players can enter into an agreement for a contract. So we're going to hear that over and over and over again. You know, player yes. X has agreed to sign with team Y. Then – A few days later on August 6th, that's Friday at noontime, transactions can start to go official. So you'll start seeing some signings go official. Some of those trades, the Russell Westbrook trade being the big one that's out there, those will go official on August 6th because what there is is there's a moratorium period. The moratorium period is designed around, that's the accounting time for both the the NBA and the NBA Players Association to look at it and say, all right, let's – we agree on what the numbers were salary wise and uh, revenue wise and all this. And we agree, this is where the salary cap should be set at for the upcoming season. This year, it's a little bit different because we kind of already know that. So, so this is more of a, uh, formality than anything else, but it's just how the league works. It's it's how they've always done it. Uh it's much shorter than it used to be. It used to be like 10 days oh, way back in that's the day. Right. I
0: remember um,
1: that. Dude, that's Oof. yeah, that's when I think they were doing it on an abacus and they were sliding <laughs> you know beads across their counting um, fingers,
0: you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, hey, take your shoes hey, everybody off. Everybody's shoes need another, off. You know, need, need the tens. <laughs> right. Um I must make you proud as a teacher to even think of such. It, it absolutely um, does. It absolutely <laughs> <right>. does. <laughs> so I, um, but yeah, so now it's it shortened down. It's only, you know, really if you think about it, it's about three and a half days. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll have about three and a half days of this. And then noon on Friday, um, all this stuff will start happening. So I'm guessing sometime, and this is all Eastern time. I'm always going to talk it in Eastern time. One, it's where I live Two, That's how the league looks at mm-hmm. it. Um, so I'm expecting sometime, you know, early morning, you'll probably be wrapping up your breakfast on Friday and you're going to hear the Los Angeles Lakers have traded for Russell Westbrook yes. and you'll see all the tweets come out. How you know a deal is official, official, when the team tweets about yep. it and they tweet the, welcome to, you know, LA, Russell Westbrook, or, you know, thanks Kyle Kuzma and, you know, all that stuff. You're you're When all those things start flowing out, you know a deal is officially done uh, there. But uh, I know you wanted to talk about, it happens every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. We hear a deal and then we don't get that tweet.
0: <laughs> so we had and look, right now we're seeing players post to Instagram, right? We're seeing Kyle Kuzma, Russell Westbrook. Right? All these guys are posting stuff to Instagram about, you know, excited about the new adventure and things like that. That doesn't mean the deal is official. It's not done. Uh years ago, we had the infamous and so fun situation with DeAndre Jordan where he agreed to join the Dallas Mavericks and then he changed his mind, and, uh, and the Clippers came to town, and they were able to persuade him, and there was the, the chair being put in front of, the, of DeAndre Jordan's door so he couldn't get out, and it made it look like the Clippers were holding him hostage or something and forcing him to stay in L.A. Anyway, it was all super dramatic. As I recall, there were even rumors about, uh, about Mark Cuban driving around Dallas trying to find DeAndre <laughs> yeah, Jordan, that and, was all, awesome. and all the players were tweeting emojis of like different modes of transport they were using to get to DeAndre Jordan. And it was this, it was madness. It was NBA Twitter at its best. I'm not expecting that to happen, but just be aware.
1: Paul Pierce was taking pictures of emojis versus
0: just tweeting. emojis. (laughs) I forgot about that oh that was that it was, that, so was a, that was the was so, dumbest thing but so fun too
1: now like super duper late at yeah. night on the east coast that was when it was still midnight on the east coast that free agency opened. so yeah
0: so sometimes crazy stuff happens where a player can agree someplace and then have a change of heart and so you'll hear the news come out like hey this player is going to sign with with this team player x is going to sign with team y and then something changes, but that's very, very rare. Most of the time, when the player says, I'm in, the team says, Here's your contract, they're not going to go back on that very often. Uh, we did have that more, happen with what Marcus Morris Marcus wasn't Morris. it with was the Spurs?
1: Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. And then and the um, the Knicks had a player not signed with them, or I don't remember the exact details, but the Knicks were able to offer him more money. And uh, Marcus Morris backed out of his deal, and that was after the Spurs. Uh, if you remember it agreed to to uh to trade Davis Bertans oh, right. to the Wizards and the Spurs you know, uh came through and uh, stayed with their end of that part of that agreement versus backing out and that's that's why a lot of times these things don't fall apart too much because sometimes this creates a transaction chain that it can, you know, we, we talk about dominoes a lot. You, mm-hmm. you set off a domino here and that knocks down, you know, seven or eight things that were set up because teams as guys move on, they have other plans for that space or that exception or that trade or whatever. One very common thing that happens though yeah. is you'll hear about a trade. Um, I'm going to use the Lakers-Wizards trade sure. as an example here. And then you'll get, You'll, you'll hear about it. You'll think, all right, I know what that trade is. We're good. Mm. Then yeah. what happens is in an hour or two later, you'll get a little bit more details. And then when it actually comes out, sometimes they expand into three team trades. Sometimes they expand and added a different player in. Um, so that, you know, I don't know that that'll happen with the wizards Lakers trade, but because that one will have had a week, uh, a little over a week, um, from the day that went official to, or from the day it was reported rather to the time it can go official. Don't be surprised if you see deal terms tweet. Yes. Um, that happens all the time with those. Um, we're living it out right now in real time. The Celtics, we we already did a whole show where we talked about the Tristan Thompson trade to Sacramento right. with Atlanta and, and the Kings. That trade is going to happen today. Um, but, but all sides are trying to tweak it slightly, change the terms a little bit. So, so that's why sometimes you know you'll get a report out. Um, you know, that's why even sometimes you'll see Woj or Shams or Haynes or Stein uh, tweet. You know, um, the you know the Portland Trailblazers are trading Damian Lillard to you know uh, you know the, the uh, uh, Mexico City G League team. You <laughs> know, right. I'm just I I didn't I almost used somebody else. But I didn't want somebody to be like, wait, that's a real thing. Yeah, you you, you know, get so aggregated. We'll <laughs> yeah right so yeah probably not i'm not that good but but you'll you'll get uh you'll get somebody will say um they'll just say that part mm-hmm. first and then you'll hear they'll, they'll fill in details with subsequent t- tweets or when they write the article up uh for whatever site it is that they work for and that, that's how it all mm-hmm. comes together so it's just you know just things to keep in mind don't get you know uh panicked if you don't see something happen right away and those things and uh Both Trevor and I know people who run the team Twitter accounts uh, for teams around the league don't tweet at the team no. Twitter account being like, you said you were signing player no. X. You why have you not done it yet? Um, cause really what you're getting probably is some intern who's going to be like completely overwhelmed. who has been told just, you do not respond to anybody, you know, today. So, and, and I guarantee you the ones that are kind of the funnier ones, the, the trailblazers, the the Kings, mm-hmm. the Hawks, I bet you they're going to be putting some tweets out saying, we don't know anything or, yeah. you know, some, some form of funniness here. I've all about So, cause that's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, yeah. The, They'll have a little bit of fun with this themselves.
0: In fact, maybe we should do that, Keith. Like, if you and I both just tweeted eyeball emojis, how many people do you think would, would lose their minds right now?
1: <laughs> too many. Probably
0: too many. Yeah, too many. Um, yeah. And, by, and by the way, players players do that too sometimes. Players know that they can get everybody riled up just yeah. by yeah. putting out some some yeah. emoji because you know 100%. it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Um. You know, and that yeah. that reminds me though, like as you're if you're on social media and you're responding to stuff, number one, don't tag players never tag players don't respond to play don't throw stuff at play i see people and we saw it a ton with you know this is my frame of reference obviously but kyle kuzma every single time he said anything on social media all that was getting responded to him was you're going to get traded. I hope we trade you. Don't do that stuff. These guys don't need that. Don't fire off a team accounts or anything like that. If you've got an opinion on something, cool, go ahead, share it. Right. But you don't have to throw it in people's faces and and tag the players and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, that's just, that's just in general. Don't just don't tag play. If it's football, if it's basketball, if it's baseball, whatever, don't tag players in, in your opinion takes. Yeah. Like if if you conducted an interview with a player, Cool. Tag that that player in, yeah. in in the interview. But if you're yeah. just saying, "Hey, this guy really sucks," at whatever, don't do that. Don't tag the player yeah. in your in yeah. your rants. Um, there's no reason for that. But um, I also want to add in this couple other minor. Oh, oh, oh sorry. No, go ahead. Couple minor
1: pieces of news here, real quick. Uh, Chicago Bulls declining their three million dollar team option for Ryan Archie Diacono. Okay. Not a surprise. I don't um, think we we knew that was coming. Yeah. yeah, that's good. <laughs> it helped that he played in the Final Four a couple of times, yeah. the the extent of the college basketball I watch. Um and then Woj adding on, this is gonna probably be kind of that. Let's keep adding on to report stuff. Um, A Dragic sign and trade would need to include assets such as draft picks and or young players to incentivize Raptors' involvement. Toronto could decide to keep Dragic or work a buyout to save money and allow him to play elsewhere. free agency starts Monday at 6. It's all fluid. Mm. So I I love that last uh, sentence there. One thing, because this is already getting asked to me on social media, in case you're wondering, uh, because of Drogic's – uh, history with the heat they cannot do a sign and trade where they send him away raptors wave him and he resigns remember Correct. there's a year restriction uh when you trade a player away so so they would not be able to resign him um if the raptors didn't in, in fact buy him out my guess is if i was toronto i'd just keep them yeah. i i think you
0: know
1: um i think that team
0: has a chance to be pretty
1: competitive and then if it doesn't look great you can always move them after.
0: And what do we always say? It's a one-year contract, so who cares, right? Like, one, the year's not the money. So it will be a one-year deal for them, so no big deal there. That's totally fine. Um, I, I do want to mention this, too. So if you're playing along at home and you're watching everything that's happening, uh, when a move comes out, what I would recommend that you do, as uh, hopefully if you're watching this show, you're trying to get a better feel for the way things move in the NBA, try to predict. Don't just... A lot of times a move comes out and all we do is react, right? We just react to what mm-hmm. happened. Oh, great move for this team. Bad move for this team. This team won because of this. Think about, remember, these moves don't happen in a vacuum. Think about what it means for the rest of the market and try to predict. For example, like we've been hearing rumors about the, the dollar amount that Mike Conley might sign for. And then we can say, okay, well, if Mike Conley is getting this much, that might set the dollar amount that we're going to see some of these other guards sign for. Yeah. And what might that mean for some of the other teams around the NBA? Or, oh man, you know, this team just went and signed a wing player and we know five other teams were probably after that same player. How are they going to pivot there? That's always always a fun way to look at things is how, do we, how can we predict what's going to happen next and what is the impact going to be on the overall market? Because remember, nothing in the NBA and free agency happens in a vacuum. There's going to be a ripple effect across the league sometimes it's a big one sometimes you don't even really notice it so just keep that in mind as moves come out don't just think hey is this a good deal for this team bad deal for this player what what is it but predict forward what is this going to mean moving forward for that team what is it going to mean for other teams around the nba
1: yep yeah i think too another thing to kind of keep in mind is especially if it's a trade um you'll see me tweet this quite often is all right this doesn't work what else is involved yeah well let's see you know and i always want to wait till we have the full picture before we we know what it is you know i'll react to the initial you know like the westbrook when it was just the lakers are going to trade for westbrook i think i had a uh tweet that said something along the lines of whoa um and then we go from there right and then it was all right now we get more details we can start to look at this and and go go through it all so yeah so that that you got that going on i would also say too is um I know I'll be tweeting salary cap impacts and all these other things throughout the night. Um, You know, of course, Bobby Marks is a great guy to follow for that. Um, Eric Pincus as well who I know uh, Lakers fans are are very familiar with uh, because he also covers the team but yeah you know we'll we'll be kind of all over that stuff um, you know tweeting those things so if it seems like this this seems odd you know how are they putting this together or whatever uh, generally one of the three of us will will have a tweet explaining you know what's going on with it or you might see a this is interesting which means something bigger is happening there so yeah and then come here later in the evening and Trevor and I will break them all down for you. So what our plan is do a show, at least one show a day uh, probably later in the evening um, where we, we break everything down. But if there's something huge, um, we've already talked, we'll, we'll, we'll jump on and try to get to it as quick as we can. Uh maybe even do it live if, yeah. you know, if, if the, if we have the ability, um, but it'll it'll post on YouTube and then, then to, to the podcast feed and all those things. Cause yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be all over all of it. You Well, know, whatever it is, you know, I mean, I just told you about Ryan Archie Diacono and I guarantee a lot of people are like, who's
0: that, <laughs> you know, so, you know, that,
1: that's a level of detail you're going to
0: get from this show. That's right. That's right. Uh, last thing I want to finish with this. Just to make it clear, once again, you can trade a player away in a sign-and-trade without triggering a hard cap. (laughs) You cannot bring a player in via sign-and-trade without triggering the hard cap. Just food for thought. Thanks, everybody. I'm not even going (laughs) to (laughs) add. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Uh, You never know what you're going to find here. We're going to break down all kinds of things going around in the world of the NBA. Sometimes we hear stories about Keith getting chased by alligators. There's always interesting stuff. that Or my dog. Or your dog. Or your dog makes a cameo the appearance. the live stream. For sure. Yep. For sure. <laughs> All, always some fun stuff going on here. So make sure you do subscribe. And don't forget to ring that notification bell as well. Get notified every time we have a new video coming out. And, and we, like the video. And yes, don't forget, like the video as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya And stay safe.